0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Aftershock, where we're going to give you the latest and greatest in all things Web3. Uh, A ton of really interesting bits of news over the last week. Happy to share all that with you. But first, I want to say for all those listening over on the podcast. Uh, thank you so much. Hope you are enjoying our content. Make sure to leave us a review and share this content with some of your friends and others who you think benefit from it. And all those over on YouTube, please like and subscribe. And please leave us some comments on other types of news. Or if there's an article that we shared today that you really like, please make sure you go and share that in the comments. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this week's Aftershock. The aftershock. So we're going to start off this week with Dogecoin as Dogecoin took a gigantic jump after Twitter switched out its bird logo for Shiba Inu. So you heard this right. You saw Shiba Inu-themed cryptocurrency Dogecoin go up over 30% on Monday after Twitter's logo, which is the traditional bluebird, was swapped out for the cartoon image of the Dogecoin Shiba Inu. The mean coin, um, which was famously originally made as a joke, um, got all the way up to 10 cents on Monday. And uh, you even saw some tweets come out from Elon Musk uh, with the meme that says, uh, that's an old photo. It's, it's pretty hilarious, um, but also shows the power of every time Elon starts doing anything that has remotely to do with Dogecoin, uh, things start pumping. So... I thought you know maybe this was potentially the timings was off you know this would have been a great April Fool's joke um, I'm sure a lot of people would have went for it but no this actually happened today um, and uh, it's actually after Friday when Musk uh, asked a judge to dismiss a 258 billion dollar lawsuit that accused him of running a pyramid scheme to support Dogecoin so I guess uh, in response to that uh, he went on and did this so uh, be on the look for Dogecoin uh, if the continued uh, mania around uh, the hype of of Dogecoin continues and persists, you may see more and more attention be driven that way and uh, something to be on the lookout for. Next, I'm going to turn it over to crypto exchange Bittrex, who's going to wind down its operations in the US. The exchange shared that all customer funds are safe, but advised that US customers to withdraw their funds by the end of the month, which is April 30th of 2023. So it's going to wind down its operations in the U.S. due to challenging regulatory and economic environment. The announcement was made on the platform's ninth anniversary, marking a bittersweet moment for the company. Co-founder and CEO Richie Lay said that as a crypto ecosystem evolved, regulatory requirements have become increasingly unclear and enforced without appropriate discussion or input, leading to an uneven competitive landscape. This environment has made it economically unviable for Bittrex to continue its operations in the United States." As more and more regulation is starting to occur in the States, you're seeing a ton of companies start to remove themselves. Uh, Binance already has done it, Bitrix is doing it. I don't think this is going to be the last exchange that starts to get away from the US. So I think we're going to be in an interesting next let's call it two to three months as more and more regulation comes down the pipeline. But sad to see Bitrix go after its long standing here in the States. Next, we're going to go look at Allbridge. And Allbridge is offering a bounty to the exploiter who stole 573000 in a flash loan attack. It offered this plat- um, it offered $573,000 reward from its platform for its chance to come forward as a white hat and forego any legal ramifications. The blockchain security firm Big Shield first identified the attack on April 1st, warning Allbridge in a tweet that its BNB chain pool's swap price were being manipulated by an individual acting as a liquidity provider and swapper who was able to drain the pool of $208,000 in Binance, USD, and 290000 worth of Tether. So this was not, unfortunately, a April Fool's joke, but actually was exploited for over half a million. And they're putting out um, a bounty just to try to get the money back and to have no legal ramifications. So... Hackers are going to hack. Unfortunately, scammers are going to continue to scam. I feel like I say this once every two weeks or so, but this will continue to happen. A great reminder for all those who are out there who are building: make sure you're secure and, and keeping everything safe as possible, because people are going to try to find ways to exploit, especially if there's liquidity. Next, we're going to look at over 330 million dollars worth of token are scheduled to unlock in April. A total of 17 tokens unlock and are scheduled to be unlocked in the month of April. And it's $330 million worth of tokens into circulation, according to data from Token Unlocks. The largest unlock will occur on April 15th from BitDAO. Uh, Bit is its ticker. It is unlocking 1.951% of its total supply, which is worth almost a billion dollars. Over 13% of the total amount will come from three projects set to unlock April 27th. Uh, Those three large unlocks have to do with Bit, Apecoin, and Aptos. So, as more and more of these tokens are being released out into the world, um, you usually see liquidity um, and and people starting to take some of their money off the table. So, what this is really saying is uh, be on the lookout for more activity happening in the markets, especially around these ecosystems. You could see as these token holders receive their tokens, potentially starting to see some sales so they could take some profit or um, take some of their tokens off of the, off of the market and, and, and get some liquidity as we continue to go into the year 2023. So April could be a very busy month uh, for these particular tokens. So if you're within those ecosystems, be on the lookout. Next, we're going to look at Terra as $200 million and real estate belonging uh, to its uh, foundation has been confiscated by South Korean prosecutors. So uh, it's been established beyond a reasonable doubt that the prosecution amassed over 200 billion won in compensation for the assets of Terraform Labs executives and employees accused in connection with the incidents involving the virtual currencies Terra and Luna. According to the KBS, the Financial Securities Crime Joint Investigation Team of Seoul's South District Prosecutor's Office of South Korea searched and preserved approximately 270 billion won, which is approximately 205 million dollars U.S. dollars, with the assets totaling 151 billion won. Uh, 79.1 billion won and 40.9 billion won. So expropriation and preservation is a technique that can be used to stop criminal suspects from arbitrarily getting rid of property that they obtained through criminal activity while their cases are pending in court. So that's essentially what has been done here. And so that's being confiscated as everything from the fall of the Terra Luna collapse is being looked at um, more thoroughly and making sure that None of the properties that were obtained potentially illegally um, can be uh, liquidated and uh, be not used for money that can go back to people who who, who unfortunately lost a, a tremendous amount of money. So uh, as more things like this, and even when you look at SPF and what happened at FTX and other places like that, if there's real estate wrapped in... Best believe the authorities are going to try to go get into it because it's some, It's an asset that can be, become liquid um, and be used. So again, be on the lookout for other, other things like this in, in, uh, in other cases that have come up. Our next article is looking at Bitcoin mining emissions intensity. Uh, Bitcoin mining emissions intensity falls to new low. Um, Bitcoin mining operations are becoming more sustainable as emissions in. Intensity declines. More miners are now using sustainable energy, and hardware efficiency has improved. So, the Bitcoin mining emissions intensity dropped to its lowest level ever, according to Wu. Charts, climate technology venture investor and activist Daniel Ben posted his findings on April 3rd, and according to the chart, BTC mining now produces fewer energy emissions when compared to its energy consumption. Baden predicted that Bitcoin is on track to half its emissions per uh, kilowatt hour within three and a half years. So no other industry is reducing emissions intensity at as fast, um, he added in at that rate. And I think it goes to show that when put under a microscope of how um, bad Bitcoin mining was supposed to be for the environment, a lot of the different companies out there have found new and innovative ways to lower that. And to show that it can be a viable option and even be able to provide ways for the excess energy that's being created to provide energy back to the grid. So it's really cool to see such vast improvements over the last few years, especially since it became under scrutiny. And I think it's only going to continue to get better. Our final article for Web3 Lightning Round is going to be about crypto startup score. $227 million in funding, with Ledger leading the way. 11 different crypto startups received funding um, that totaled about $227 million, and it represented a slight increase from previous week, re- which companies secured $190 million. Ledger, which is a cryptocurrency hardware company, secured the largest amount of funding, raising $109 million in its Series C round from investors, including uh, 10T, Cap Horn Invest, Morgan Creek Capital, and Cathaway Innovation. Following this round of capital, Ledger's valuation is said to be about $1.4 billion. So uh, if you're familiar with Ledger, um, it's a cold storage uh, company that has evolved as a company and is now doing other things uh, such as being able to um, build and and create really cool technology for people to to keep their funds off-chain. And we are starting to see more money, more VC money enter back into the market. I think this is a bullish indicator for how people are starting to view companies that are building for the future of Web3. And I think it's only going to continue to increase over time, especially as the Sim in the market continues to shift and turn a little bit more bullish. So that's going to wrap up this week's Web3 lightning round. and We are now going to look at last week in the metaverse. And we're going to kick it off with an article of over 7,000 players successfully converged in Yuga Labs Other Side Metaverse second trip. Thousands of NFT holders joined the gamified experience last weekend, showing the glimpses of what's to come to the virtual world launching later in the year. So Yuga Labs completed a successful second trip, providing members of the community with a preview of what's to come. According to Yuga Labs, 7,200 players attended a 90 minute trial run. Holders of the other deed NFTs, a collection linked to the land and others, side metaverse were invited to join the experience along with each guest coindesk attended the closed event as a guest and was able to interact with other voyagers participate in an action-packed storyline so you're continuing to see these games be built out others deed was a really big um land drop that happened earlier and they're really building out a a game to get people excited to to go and play google labs is really trying to pave a way and to create an entire NFT ecosystem that then translates into both gaming uh, metaverse and uh, utility for seeing your ape come to life and be able to do things with it. And I think it's it's really cool to see them putting so much energy towards making this become more of a reality. And and again, I think they're paving a way for other types of larger players in the space to do the same and, and create some really cool uh, ecosystems for their NFC holders to go and participate in Next we're going to look at Disney uh, As it unfortunately had to lay off Metaverse team So 50 people lost their jobs in Disney um, As Disney disbanded its next generation storytelling And consumer experiences unit As part of a company-wide staff production it was in the process of laying 7,000 staff in an attempt to control costs and develop what CEO Bob Eager calls the streamlined business. Um, and included in those cuts were the Metaverse team. Um, they began developing a Metaverse strategy in mid-2022, announcing Polygon had been picked as Disney's blockchain of choice. Disney appeared to ramp up its resource development for the effort in September of that year Dot posting for specialized in-house counsel for NFTs and decentralized finance. Uh, It's unfortunate to see that Disney have to do this. I think what they're probably going to do instead is wait for someone, some other company, to go and build it, then acquire them, take their team, and further build out what they got started on. So again, as larger corporations potentially streamline, that gives opportunities for companies who are in the Web3 space building to keep building, make something really amazing. And once market conditions change, and large corporations like Disney start looking for potential acquisitions, this could be a really cool place um, to be um, building and and, and a target for Disney to come and acquire you. So uh, unfortunate for uh, those layoffs, but I think there's going to be some really cool acquisitions in the future from Disney as it relates to this division. Next, we're looking at former Activision Blizzard executive that joined Google Labs as the CEO. Daniel Algray on board, um, Yugo Labs is expected to ramp up its metaverse efforts. He held the leadership positions at Google, Activision Blizzard, and Bertelsmann. So, this executive resigned as president and chief operating officer in the gaming giant um, Activision Blizzard um, to join the NFT startup on April 1st. Now, he said he couldn't be more excited for the next chapter. And he was part of Activision's Blizzard's growth, overseeing popular games such as Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Diablo, and Candy Crush. So, tons of experience, knows what he's doing. Uh, Again, we covered at the top of the conversation how Yuga Labs just had a really good um, other side metaverse experience, and he's coming to help make that even more of a reality. So, I think that's going to continue. I think it's a great win for Yuga Labs, I think it's it's a great hire. And I think uh, the games that are going to come from Yuga Labs are going to be very, very enjoyable. Next, we're looking at Square Enix um, as it drops its Final Fantasy NFT trading cards. Now, again, um, I know that I have expressed this in the past, um, but I am a pretty big fan of Square Enix. And Final Fantasy is one of the largest Types of franchises out there in the gaming community. And um, what better way to try to get into the space than creating some trading cards that um, diehard fans can go and start to utilize? I think there's probably going to be a bigger play that can incorporate those into future games uh, that is to be determined. Um, I know we've covered in the past how Sony is starting to invest more and more in the Web3 space and in that gaming division over there. Uh, Square Enix builds on top of Sony. Um, so I think. This is teeing up some really cool things in what is to come. So I have my eyes on this one, and I think it's really cool to see um, them building some trading cards. So next up, we're going to look at Argentine airline Fonbani. that they launched a domestic NFT um, flight uh, for their NFT tickets. So for, for all those out there, if you are looking to um fly out in Argentine um all of their domestic flights are going to be nft tickets, so we're starting to see both companies uh companies and um, some of these different ways that airlines can differentiate themselves try to have some more traction through new user acquisitions is tapping into the web three pulse and creating nfts so uh, they're going after this. Um, I think it's really cool. We'll see how this case study goes. Uh, but I'm sure uh, there will be some cool things coming from that. I know that if some of my uh, plane tickets could be turned into NFTs, I think that'd be a really cool way to have them stored in the wallet. Um, even with my own Apple wallet, when I go back and look at some old things that are in there, you know, they're not necessarily as fun to look at, but if they were an NFT or even something that I could use to use as like a collection that could help me have some really cool unlockable tools or perks for a type of corporation, I think that'd be pretty sick. So uh, we'll see how this turns out, but I think that's a really cool one um, to be looking out for. Next, we're looking at Blur. As the Blur token plummeted over uh, 20% in March, despite Blur's dominance NFT sales market. So the NFT marketplace captured a majority of NFT sales uh, in the month of March uh, or, or the month of uh, February and March. Um, however, um, it uh, had a sharp decline towards the end of the month. So Blur's market share in terms of volume over the uh, over the past week or so was roughly 71%. Um, Blur accounted for 42% of trades while NFT Marketplace OpenSea accounted for 48.3%. OpenCL placed Blur with over 89,000 traders compared to Blur's 39,000. So although the marketplaces have been competitive, Blur's native token Blur suffered past month compared to most crypto assets. And this probably has to do with how they did their airdrops and incentivizing people to come take a lot of their NFTs and bring it over to um, the Blur ecosystem. So again, people are going to game the system. It helps really drive... A ton of new users over to the platform, but the retention is going to be the hardest part. And I think Blur is starting to see that. And I think uh, the lesson could be continued to be learned um, in the coming weeks and months. Um, so again, this is another one I'm, I'm personally watching because if if Blur is not able to kind of maintain and and and, and show that it can be a competitor to Open C. Then it's going to be even harder for some of these other future NFT marketplaces to come and try to compete as well, especially using the type of marketing tactic that Blurt did via their airdrop. Our final article is going to look at Solana NFT um, trading volume uh, declining following the Utes migration to Polygon. So, Solana experienced a major decline in NFT trading volumes following the massive migration of Utes NFT collection over. Uh, the process began earlier in the week and has seen more than 70% of NFT holders move to Polygon and the largest migration between two blockchains. So D-Labs Studios, company behind Utes and the Gods, Solana's flagship NFT collections announced its intention to migrate to Polygon and Ethereum, respectively. Um, as that happened, um, again, you saw 70% of its holder go ahead and do that migration. Um, Solana, Solana NFT, uh, that is a pretty big, pretty big hit. Um, I still think there can be some really cool products to emerge and continue to be built over on the Solana Ecosystem. Um, I will say that Polygon is really starting to make a lot of headway. A lot of artists are starting to go in that direction for affordability, for ease of use, and a ton of other reasons. So I would... Monitor Solana's NFT marketplace and and what newer projects are 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 being launched there, and and again, you're really starting to see both corporations and and large Web three presences move over to the Polygon Ethereum ecosystem. So I think it's a trend that will continue, and I'd be on the lookout for Solana. So that's going to wrap up this week's aftershock. Hope you enjoyed all of the articles. Uh, If you liked one in particular, make sure you go leave a comment for us. And if there's something that I missed, please let us know that as well. We want to make sure that we cover all the latest and greatest news. And um, if there's something that you would like to hear in the future, make sure you reach out to us. But as always, we hope you enjoyed today's content and make sure you stay Cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.